0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Thank you very much. What I want to talk about is dealing with the organization of human society and the nature of human society. Um, And I believe that if we think of it in general evolutionary terms... We see that human, the organisation of human society, is really quite different to that of our nearest um, primate cousins, the chimpanzees. I think the manifest, the the results of that difference, are clear, and there are two. One of them is that we are able to build up societies of far greater size than we find among any other uh, close primates and greater complexity. And the second one is that we, have, we think of our social organization as lasting far, far longer than the life of the people who might, con- who might be part of that society. I believe that both of these differences are due to the fact that much, many aspects of human society are imaginary. And therefore I'm going to start to look at imagination uh, in a certain <coughs> amount of detail. The notion of imagination is very often linked with creativity and quite rightly. And it's also linked with individual creation. That's not what I will be talking about. I'll be talking about something quite different, which is shared imagination. How the imagination, how the same imaginary features are shared within a group, and how that comes about is due to a number of uh, of uh, factors. But I think already, if we remember the slide we've seen about pretend play, we can see that both. There seems to be a general predispositions in humans for pretend play. But that pretend play gets slot in with things which are instituted within the culture and the society of people uh, who are doing this pretend play. So I think we have to think of predispositions uh, enabling us to take on historically created structures uh, like schools uh, was obvious in the last picture in that series um, about um, pretend playing we have to think of this articulation between the two kinds of things How, uh, as I was saying, how this article—so what I'll be talking about—is not individual imagination, though so obviously it's involved, but the sharing of imagination. And let me go back to what I started off with, uh, saying that there are many aspects of human ima- uh, human social organization, which have to be imaginary. The first factor of this, which I want to talk about, is the notions of the groups we often think we belong to. Uh, Let me start off with examples of clans, which we find in various forms uh, in many human societies. Now, one of the interesting things about humans, uh, about clans, is that they're thought of as lasting in time far longer than the life uh, span of individuals. That already means that they have to be imaginary because obviously if they were attached to the individuals, they would sort of end or have no great continuity. But this would also be true of nations. For example, one can think of the Greeks as a nation, quite apart from their territory, having gone on for very, very long periods in time, the Greeks continued. They passed on from one another something called vague Greekishness, though it's very difficult to define what that might be. And very interestingly, it's very difficult, even for the people who think this is extremely important, to define it. So, again, we we imagine, and I think I can use the word... There is a level at which social continues uh, on a quite different time scale than the life, our biological life. That doesn't mean... uh, And there is another factor which uh, is even more important. We're continually... Uh, think of uh, as a very important part of our society is that we have instituted roles husband wife, to use an example, which was used by the philosopher Searle, but policeman um, and so on now there 's something rather odd about these roles uh, be- because they can 't they don't seem to have very little to do with what people actually get up to. Uh, people may hate each other, uh, husbands and wives may hate each other, but we, we think that there is something about them being husband and wife independently uh, of, of this. So we, if we think of our society as systems of roles, uh, as, as, as large numbers of roles, We realise that we have to think on another level, on an imaginary level, uh, other than the interactions, which has been the greatest focus in in psychology when people are thinking of the social. We have to think of how it is possible that these systems, these, there are shared systems of the social, which don't correspond to anything empirical. I should have mentioned when I was talking about clans, that clans, you know, people can imagine themselves as belonging to clans without anything obvious uh, marking them out from people who belong to other clans, that they usually do not live together, that they're dispersed. Yet somehow there is a level, an imaginary level, at which can, people can think of themselves as one. So this really uh, presents. Uh, this is something which we do not find in any other primates. This is what, why I would argue that there is that we should stop thinking of human society as a sort of incremental business of getting better and better at knowing other people and knowing uh, the world there is also a discontinuity which means that which i would identify with the presence of that imagination having said that however this presents a problem how uh, for, for what i started off with talking about which is, as I was saying, something very different about human societies. That they seem to be able to be expanded to extraordinarily large size in a way that is, doesn't uh, apply to other primates. And there's also this idea of them conti- continuing in time. Of course, this is not a problem if... By society, we mean these imaginary representations that I was talking about. They can be as large as you like, or as, uh, and they end, indeed, they are systems which are not tied to particular moments. But I was talking about practical results. How can this imaginary level have practical results? which are tremendously important if we want to understand the evolution of human society. I think the answer comes from the fact that this imaginary level is not as imaginary as it might seem at first. There are what I've called emergences. that is, moments when the shared imagination is actually acted out where people can live in the shared imagination as well as they live in the practical, interactional world, uh, which is normal, uh, sort of everyday level. These are very largely rituals, which involve people losing many of the aspects of themselves as individuals, in that what characterizes rituals are their repetitions of previous people say the same thing as other people have said they therefore lose their intentionality they become kind of elements in an abstract structure but it is acted out and at other moments um, so in normal life or in normal traditional life people step in and out of the imaginary level to an interactional level and they're able to hold two quite different ways of thinking about society this is what this, this is what is, is not found in, in, in other primates and this has practical results for example if you imagine yourself living in a pre uh, in a neolithic village and you want to set up another vi- uh, to, to move to another village you have to move to this imaginary level in order to be able to build up kinship relationships with other people, people in that other village, convince them that somehow there is something in common, and that is moving to another level, to that imaginary level, and then you can move to that sort of place. This, I think, explains how uh, pre-state humans manage to have very f- uh, far-reaching and distant trading relationships. And also, to the other uh, practical level, where, to the other practical factor, which is imagining that your society lasts in time, that somehow we can imagine that we have a social which lasts in time quite independently of our biological life. It means that there is some point in first of all in passing on and accumulating either objects uh, because we are passing them on to people who we don't know with who, who, who are our continuation, but only in imagination. And perhaps passing on knowledge, which then becomes the basis of what um, the, the, the evolutionary biologist Michael Tomasello has called the ratchet effect. That is building up on knowledge which is already there so that it can then be used for ever more complex systems. This is basically the the ability in human culture to continue uh, and to accumulate and to advance. So the possibility of stepping in to moments of what is normally shared imagination explains, I think, the most fundamental differences between our society and the society of, let us say, chimpanzees.